You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Greetings and welcome in. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful sunshine state of Florida. Thanks for listening. This is episode 201, and I'm going to be answering a question from a regular listener uh, about the common grace of God and the importance of of professing faith in Christ or whether or not it's important and and whether or not it's a matter of living life or a matter of eternity. Really, really great thoughts. Uh, For those of you who had a chance to listen to episode 199, I... Answered a question from a regular listener um, named Kane. I uh, I actually corresponded with the listener uh, over the last few days, and and she let me know that uh, her na- her name is her name is pronounced Kane, like Renee, but with a K. And so, uh, for those of you who listened to that episode, you heard a portion of the email uh, I read from her and answered one of her questions. Um, uh, if you have not listened to episode one ninety nine, basically Kane is someone at current time does not profess to be a Christian. She's she does not uh, profess to be a, a, a follower of Jesus, but considers herself to be a spiritual person on a spiritual journey, learning about God, growing in God, uh, seeking to understand more about God, connecting with God, seeking to experience and enjoy God. And, And we've gotten a chance to go back and forth by email a few times. She's posed some really great thoughts. I love great thinkers. Those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I I love when people think well and they think they think critically and they think uh, they they really process mentally digesting thoughts rather than just kind of feeding or just taking in what they're fed, but really processing and thinking the thoughts that are coming their way and really uh, seeking to be objective as they process thoughts. So Kane has been the type of person who has done that and has really brought some great thoughts to the table. And so I want to, uh, I want to answer another question that she said. So uh, we've corresponded back and forth a few times, and the original email she sent me was this really long email. It was very encouraging and kind of told a little bit about kind of her personal story. Um, and then she asked a question about uh, not being a Christian but praying, and that was the question I answered in episode 199. Does God listen to or answer the prayers of people that are not Christians, people who are not, uh, who have not put their faith in Christ. So she was, she was wondering, hey, you know, if I'm not a Christian and I'm praying, does your God listen to my prayers? Uh, that was a great, great question, and I, 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 I hope I did a, a decent job answering that um, there in episode 199. Um, and so she continued. She talked uh, in this episode. She talked about the fact, or sorry, in the email, uh, she talked about the fact that it was difficult for her to embrace the idea that she must accept Christ in order to have a relationship. With God, here's here's Kane's uh, uh, thoughts. She said this because I feel that I already have a solid a solid relationship with God. That's one of the reasons that Christianity has actually resonated so much with me uh, because I feel like I have a personal relationship with a loving God. So my question is this: Is this the second question she posed in her email? Because she says this: If the only way to God is through Christ, why do I and so many people experience God's love and grace all the time? Is accepting Jesus more a question of eternal life? Kane, uh, this is a great, great question. Um, so, so in essence, what Kane is saying, what I've heard from from multiple other people, in fact, there there are there are two people in my life, good friends of mine, that are not believers, that have that have articulated similar thoughts to me uh, on a regular basis. The idea that um, that that I don't know that I want to embrace 
Christianity as, as, as the one true religion. I don't necessarily, I don't know that I want to put all my faith in Christ and say that he is the only way because I feel like I've been experiencing God and his grace. I feel like I already have a relationship with God without following Jesus. You know, how is that possible? How is it possible that so many people who aren't Christians seem to be experiencing God, but they're not but they're not followers of Christ. How can you explain that? And or is it or is it really more of a matter of just heaven and hell? And it doesn't necessarily a matter here on planet Earth. That that's kind of the question or the thoughts that I've gotten that people have asked me before. Um, really great thought. Number one, I would answer it by saying this: every human experiences the grace of God to some extent. Every human, regardless if you're religious or not, regardless if you're spiritual or not, regardless if you are a follower of Jesus or not, every person to some extent experiences the grace of God because all of us experience things that we don't deserve to experience, that we that we should not be getting. All of us also experience God's mercy because there's things that we don't get that we should get. See, mercy is the idea of not getting what you do deserve. Grace is the idea of getting something that you don't deserve. So what do you deserve? Well, as a sinful human, the Bible makes it clear that we deserve to die and burn in hell forever. That sounds really harsh, I know, to a lot of people. But that's what we deserve because God is holy. He is righteous. He is just. He is perfect. And we have defied him. We have brought upon ourselves calamity and tragedy because of our own depravity. We have sinned and we've poisoned ourselves. We have betrayed and defied the living God. And we deserve to be punished for that. And the fact that many people live life on planet Earth today, particularly those of us who live in the West, we have what would seem to be relatively good lives. You woke up this morning, you were breathing air. You know what? You weren't in hell but that's what you deserve. That's a form of mercy. And in addition to that, God gives lots of people grace. People get to do things like enjoy having children and living life on planet Earth and breathing air and eating good food and experiencing great moments. Like every human gets to experience good things that they don't deserve. All of us. This is a form of grace that God has bestowed to all of humanity. Theologians often refer to this as the doctrine of common grace, but basically saying that there are things in life that God has allowed all humans to benefit from, whether they're Christians or not. Whether you're a Christian or not, there are forms of mercy and grace that you will get to experience, even if you're not a Christian. This is common grace. This is a grace that God has bestowed to all humanity. Or or another another way you would say, this is a grace that is common to everyone, regardless of whether or not you're a believer. And so, Kanae, the reality is you are experiencing common grace. You are experiencing God's mercy and grace, even if you are not a genuine believer or follower of Christ. He is being kind and gracious to you. Now, tragically, I have to be honest, and this is sobering, and this is scary to say, and it sounds harsh, but that common grace will come to an end. There will come a day where you stand before God, and you will be held accountable for the sins of your life and whether or not you put all of your hope and trust in Christ and in Christ alone. And if you do not put all your hope and trust in Christ, if you do not put all of your hope in Christ, you will not be bestowed grace in eternity. It will not 
happen. Jesus is the only way. Some people don't like to hear that. People don't want to, people want to reject it. It is the truth. Jesus is God incarnate. He came among us, lived a perfect life, died a wicked death on a cross that you deserved. And if you put your hope in Christ, in Christ alone, God will allow the death of Jesus to be the substitute for your death. The punishment that you deserved will be will be imputed, transferred, put on Jesus so that you don't have to. You see, in this life right now, you're experiencing common grace. But to experience eternal grace, eternal life is only through Jesus. Again, that sounds uh, that sounds exclusive to many. That sounds harsh to many. That sounds narrow-minded to many. But I'm telling you, it is the truth that God sets forth and he beckons us. He, 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 he gives us the invitation to put our trust in him. Now, the second thing I want to say to you, Kanae, and to anyone else out there listening that falls in this category is that while you're experiencing common grace, God will often use elements of common grace to woo you. So, Kanae, I, I don't know. I, again, I don't know you, and but I would say to you or anyone else in, your, in the same situation to say, yes, you're experiencing common grace, but maybe the reason why you're experiencing so much power of God or God's grace is because he's actually drawing you unto himself. Maybe this is a part of the process. You don't even realize it. Maybe five years from now, you'll be a devout Christian. Maybe 10 years from now, you'll be a follower of Jesus. I don't know. But maybe right now, what you're experiencing is a part of the process. One of the steps that God is taking you through to eventually bring you unto himself. Right? Like, like when a baby is conceived in the womb, a- after, the, you know, after two adults have, have participated in the, the act of sex, the baby is conceived, but the baby isn't born immediately, right? There's a process of growth and maturation and development, and eventually the baby is there before us. And I think often that is the case with humans, where God, he conceives something spiritual inside of us, and then there's a maturation process, there's a development process, and God brings us to fruition, and eventually we are then born in the Spirit. Jesus talked about this in John chapter 3. In the Gospel of John, Jesus makes it clear. When he is asked, what must you be do to get eternal life? He says you must be born again. He is comparing the spiritual birth to the physical birth. There's, there's a maturation process, right? That It starts with conception. There's a development process. And then the full birth is evident. And it is p- very possible, Kene, that right now, you're you, spiritually speaking, you're in the womb. And you're in the process and you don't even realize it. You don't even know it. I hope and pray that that is the case and that the the grace of God that you are experiencing is not just common grace that is common to all, but that it is is God's development of you spiritually, wooing you unto himself. And I hope and pray that, that that this development process ends with you putting all of your hope and trust and in Christ and in Christ alone. That's... That's what I hope. That's what I pray for you. The other thought I want to leave you with, uh, Kanae, or for anyone listening to this, uh, about the idea of whether or not this is just about eternal life or not. Um, obviously, the, the thing that is that is always heavy on our hearts is the idea of eternity. But we also want people to enjoy God on this planet. And we believe that God deserves to be acknowledged for what he is doing on this planet. So if you're walking around planet Earth enjoying the common grace of God, but you're not acknowledging God for who he actually is, Ultimately, it's a form of disrespect to God. And it is my one of my goals in life is to acknowledge and respect him because he deserves it and to challenge all others to acknowledge 
and respect him because he deserves it. Let me give you a quick metaphor. I drive a I drive a BMW. Um, it's it's older. It's a 2005. It needs a lot of work. Um, it's got some problems, and I'm you know been spending money on it. It's been frustrating to be honest. Um, but it's been a great car. It's you know got a lot. It's a high mileage. It's I could probably sell it today. Maybe get four or five thousand dollars for it or so. Um, but it's got some issues with it, and so I've been thinking about buying a new car. Um, but I've really been driving. I've been driving this car for a while. And I've been enjoying it. It's got a lot of little perks. There's, there's a lot of little things. I, I love the the German engineering. I feel like there's a, there's some valuable things that the company BMW does that other companies don't do that really kind of enhances the driving experience. And I, I'm so thankful for that. Now, can you imagine if I'm driving around in my BMW the last couple of years and enjoying this car and getting a lot of benefit from it? but I refused to acknowledge it was a BMW? What if I actually took you know, the BMW logos? What if I ripped them off of my car and no one could tell it was a BMW because they couldn't see the logo? And if someone came to me and said, Kenny, you've been driving this car around. I go, yeah. And they go, who was the maker of it? And I go, well, you know, the maker, it doesn't really matter who the maker is. You, you, does it really matter? That's a form of disrespect to the engineers at BMW. Right? I'm driving around in their car. I'm enjoying their design. I'm, I am... I am I am being satisfied and, and I and and I'm being and I'm benefiting from the fruits of their labor. I am experiencing a, a quality experience because of their efforts. But I refuse to acknowledge them. I refuse to tell anyone who they are or I refuse to to verbally acknowledge that BMW should get the credit for making a good car. How disrespectful that would be. To the engineers at BMW, if I'm enjoying the benefits of their good work, but I'm refusing to give them the credit, how disrespectful that is to the German to the German engineers there at BMW, or or the engineers from any country that happened to work for BMW, and it's the same with God, but on a much 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 bigger scale, you are enjoying the fruits of God's labor, you are enjoying the the genius creativity and the power of God but you are refusing to acknowledge him that is disrespectful to the king of the universe again this sounds harsh to many but it is true he is the king he is the perfect designer he is the only one deserving of all praise and honor and we go around planet Earth enjoying his creation, enjoying and experiencing his grace. And we refuse to acknowledge him for who he is. My friends, we are so disrespectful. And my challenge to everyone would be to stop disrespecting God, and to acknowledge him because he deserves it. Many of us experience common grace Many of us experience his wooing. Many of us experience his love and his benefits. And the appropriate response is to acknowledge that Christ is king and that only he is the one that can rescue us from eternal condemnation. Friends, that is the right response that I would challenge all of us to embrace. Kenny, thank you so much uh, for your email. Thank you for your brilliant thoughts. Thank you for uh, bringing up topics that, that are really valuable for so many people. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast and allowing me to have a voice in your life. I am deeply, deeply honored and humbled by that. 
If anyone listening to this, if you have any questions about anything I've said, feel free to shoot me an email. Or if there's a particular topic or a question that you want me to address on a future episode of the podcast, even if it's completely unrelated to this one, shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. For everyone, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. It's the only way to guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device. And also, if you don't mind, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Those reviews are a big, big help to the show. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.